Hi everyone and welcome back to SGTV. I am Ben, this is Jen, this is Ben. Some great names here. Uh, so you guys are from Aries Electrical. You've come to Skolmore HQ today to talk to us uh, about a few things. We're going to do a few episodes with you guys. Um, but I didn't realise until you, you both got here that you weren't just you know straight into the industry straight away, that you've both had previous careers. So I think it'd be quite good to talk to you both about your careers and how you've came to where you are now and um, just tell us a bit about that. Um, should we start with you, Jen? Yeah, so um, most of my history over the last 13 years has been working in gyms. Um, I sort of have done a bit of everything in them. Um, mainly personal training, I've worked for myself, I've had my studios and things like that. Um, and to be honest with you, since I had children, um, it just became really difficult to be able to sort of work the shifts, the hours yeah. and things that are demanded of you. And unfortunately, you just can't meet business needs. So I took a bit of a step back, uh, went into literally just front of house work, teaching a few classes just so it'd work in with obviously spending time with my family as well, because um, my husband's actually in the armed forces, so he's very rarely home. So as you know, we've spoke about it, in the industry, you have to work weekends. Yeah, yeah. And he's very rarely home and only home on a week. It just didn't fit in with family life. Um, so in the end, the industry just wasn't what it used to be. And I just thought, I need to do something else. I need to do something that's challenging me because nothing really challenged me anymore, especially academically, because I'd actually taught the qualifications. So I'd sort of got to a level where, yeah, there was CPD and things were changing, but just wasn't learning anything new. Um, and then not being able to put my full self into it, I found really hard because I was really passionate about it. Um, so to have to go and work in a gym where nobody really sort of cared that much, they just yeah. did that job and that was it. Um, or they weren't going to speak to somebody or help somebody because they wanted the 30, 40 pound an hour rather than just being like, yeah, I'll help you. Yeah. Like that was me. Um, and it just went, the industry just wasn't what it used to be. And I just thought I need to get out of here because I just don't like it anymore. Um, so yeah, and then electricians was something that I looked at prior to leaving school but obviously back when I left school it wasn't really a, a female oriented industry yeah um, but and, and to be, that's something we're going to talk about a bit more mm. in another episode so keep your eyes out for that one yeah we're going to talk a bit more in depth about that but but yeah so obviously with the women coming through I just thought you know what why not let's do it yeah do you mind me asking what age you was when you when you changed into electrics 34 so see that's to me I think a lot of people I know you know I'm I'm 34, I had to think about that then. <laughs> I'm 34 as well. And I think a lot of people our age, they do think, oh, I'm in a in an industry or a career that I'm not particularly happy with mm. now. I'm too old to to change and to relearn, you know. And I'm like, well, no, I know people in their 40s, mid 40s, late 40s yeah. who are changing careers. And, mm. you know, our age especially, I think there's no reason why you couldn't. No, I think the spur on for it as well, like my mother-in-law, she retrained in her 40s to be a mental health nurse. Yeah. She went to university and become a mentor and stuff like that. So she was living proof that you could do it and actually live, you know, get a decent wage, enjoy what you do, but still have that, that family life balance. So yeah. for me, that was probably one of the biggest motivators. I've seen someone do it. So Yeah. I love that though. I think everyone has someone they're influenced by, mm. whether it's a family member or even seeing someone on YouTube or TV if, yeah. if that's your influence, if that's your drive, then then brilliant. It doesn't matter if it's a bit cheesy or, or whatever, but, you know, if that drives you, then do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how did how did you end up with Ben here? I, I like Ben because he's, he's got a brilliant name and he's got a ginger beard, so... <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, so, um, obviously, the, the, way, the way the world's gone now, it's very social media-based, isn't it? 
Um, so I decided I would switch over sort of my Instagrams. They were all very sports oriented, PT based, obviously, uh, for the industry that I'd been in. Um, and I thought, right, I'm just going to start up a separate one because same as my LinkedIn, I start up a new one because I had so much coverage and people that knew about me as fitness. It, everything was reaching the wrong people. So I started up a new one. I started following people. I started following the companies I was training through, uh, stuff like that. Um, and I got in touch with, uh, it was sort of Sparky Ninja, basically, um, an apprentice one-to-one. And I put a thing out on Instagram. They started sharing it. And then Ben picked it up and he just sent me a message and said, where are you at with your training? Yeah. I've possibly got something I can offer for you to help you qualify. And we had a bit of a chat on the phone. And yeah. they stuck with each other. And that was it. <laughs> Here yeah. we are, sort of nearly a year later. Work, married couple, almost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so how about you, Ben? Because again, you said before you got here that you know you, you didn't go straight into the industry. You've you've no, had no. previous careers. So tell yeah, us a bit about so that. I, I um, was a young boy and was a debating between joining the army or um, you know, getting out of the situation where I was living, or go and retrain as a Sparky. And I think back then, if I had retrained as a Sparky where I was in life, I don't think I'd have made it because I had no work ethic. I wasn't grew up without a dad, so I didn't really know how to be, you know a man as such and I think yeah. I'd, have, I'd have creamed it in and not enjoyed it and come out dealing with some of the hardships that we do with say now. Uh, so I went into the forces, I did um, four years in the forces, um, I come out when I was just before I turned 21. Um, at the same time I had a, um, a little boy on the way, he was born a couple of months after so I bounced from job to job um, trying to find a career and everything I joined I joined with like with determination that I was going to reach higher because as I was getting out, I was starting to get to a good point in my, my career. And then all of a sudden, I was diagnosed with PTSD and was medically discharged from the British Army from, from that. Um, so going through that and bouncing back and getting to remission and no longer struggling with myself, you know, mentally, I then put into whatever job I was getting into. So I went into like a car manufacturing place. Um, put myself into that, but it was agency and quite quickly I realised people out in, in civilian street at least that I was finding, um, you would become friends with etc. And you would, um, you know, all of a sudden they would go behind your back and do something or, and I found that quite quickly on that you couldn't trust the people that you thought you could. And I suppose it's a different sort of, when you're in the army, you, you, you're brothers aren't you? you yeah, you, exactly, You've got yeah. each other's back. Well, I could literally fall out with you over something quite serious, but I know full well that I could trust my life on you. Um, so I really, really struggled with that when I got out, you know, and adapting to, to as we civil life, as we call it. Um, so, yeah, my partners kind of quite quickly realised I was becoming quite depressed. Um, you know, not through anything that I was going through before, but just with, I wasn't happy with where I was in life. Just going to work, I was working 12 hour night shifts for like six months straight, seven days a week, just to try and make ends meet to the point where we were getting into poverty, you know, it was really kind of guessing what bills we were going to pay. Um, so in the end, she said, you know, you need to sort this out, you need to sort your life out, and not just as a case of bringing more money in, because she, frankly, she didn't care about that. It was, we need to get you healthy, we need to get you enjoying yeah. what you do, and I'm one of these people where my head's got to be busy with my hands. can't have my hands busy, or I can't just be busy with my, my head. So um, that's where I looked at what we could do, and originally I was like, oh, I can't, can't take an apprenticeship wage you know that i can't do it we won't be able to live yeah i won't be able to afford the rent i mean some, some apprenticeships you know that they, they won't pay yeah know. exactly um so you know i kind of 
searched online and how about so I could do it. So in the end, I ended up opting for um, a private college kind of course where you do a lot of learning at home and then go into um, into the um, college to do like the practical learning side of things. Um, and that's how I went about getting qualified. Um, so it took how, us. I was going to say, how long? How long does that take? That that course? It, they they put it out for three years, um, but it is literally. The harder you work, the quicker it can get done. But I'm of the mindset of if you put the work in, you get it done quick. Yeah. So I didn't want to get it done too quick where I wouldn't retain any of the information, but I'm one of these people that learn. As soon as I've learned it, I know it as long as I've done it with my hands as well. Um, so luckily, I fell into a couple of um, uh, subcontracting jobs as electrician's mates. So it was kind of how I got into the industry. Kind of fake it till you make it almost to get the get the get getting the job and then really work hard at the at the jobs. And I was saying to you before how I would work literally like a twelve hour shift on my lunch, be in my in my books, trying to learn, trying to understand what it is I need to do for the next part of my my course. Um I'd get home, I'd be home for six, seven o'clock and I'd be eating dinner, watching Nick Bundy as he's you know Shout out to Nick. Yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> it helped me through my um my calls, you know. And it wasn't just a case of learning from what he says what he was doing but it was just nice to see people especially from the Staffordshire area doing um you know nice work and, it, and quality taking work. pride in the work yeah, yeah yeah and just being honest as well i think as well i think that was the big thing that i found was was people on youtube as well like all the other sparks that are on there sparky ninja helped me massively when it comes to do my 18th edition and not through i didn't i didn't sit the course that he, i didn't think he was running it then when i did mine but um it was just helped to see someone explain it in a way that wasn't trying to get you to pass a test. It was getting you to try to actually understand what it is, the meaning behind this regulation. Yeah, you know? not just do this because you've got because to do it, but to, yeah. telling you why you need that, how that's going to apply in the real world. Well, that's yeah. it, yeah. And I, and, and I really, really, and I, for about a year and a half, I was literally coming home and I was in my textbook. I didn't take a break off. Like, I was hammering it to the point where I would miss out on family time and stuff. And I know you know, work-life balance is important. But for me, it was to get us out of that situation. Yeah, to, to, it's the to long game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I needed to make that money, you know, almost. So that's kind of what I, what I did. Do you mind me asking sort of the rough cost of the course you did? Just because, yeah, of, you yeah. know, people out there watching who might be in a similar position. So the, yeah. the, uh, the, I won't, so this, this, the place where I went, I went through, but there's, there's many providers yeah. out there. But for, for my provider that we used, um, they... I think they're nationwide as well. They did, uh, I think it cost me about seven and a half thousand pounds. And we did my, my level two, two, three, six, five um, qualification, electrical installation, level three, two, three, six, five um, electrical installation. And I do, you did the uh, fundamental inspection and testing, two, three, nine, two, I think it's called, periodic inspection, two, three, nine, one, uh, your 18th edition, two, three, eight, three, I think, off the top of my head. Um, 2382 something like that, I'm guessing now. Um, and then we also did the Part P building regs. Um, and they also broke, and then you also then do your practical MVQ um, at the end, which you finished all of that and your AM2. Um, so that's quite in depth, then, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. when, when you said a course, I, I, I thought maybe you meant one of the, the shorter courses. No, no, um, so it was, a, it, it, it was a case of I, so I had three years to do it, and I did it in about two years because of how quickly I was getting through information. Um, and then alongside, I was working non-stop all yeah. the time. Where a lot, I found a lot of the lads that I was on the course with, and I say lads because there wasn't any females on my course. I think I actually met one female who was similar to yourself as a PT, and she was retraining, but she didn't make it through. She couldn't. She kept failing the courses, unfortunately. 
but a lot of them were completely fresh. And I think it, it was a little bit of a dangerous situation because there were people on my course who were going to go in for their AM2 or getting ready for their AM2 or just starting for their practical stuff and waiting basically to finish that final MVQ part and they've never touched at all. The only time they've been on a tour was within the college. So I think it's really important about getting into the industry. But yeah. It is hard. I think you struggled yeah, more Yeah, I mean, I've done that. a similar thing. My, mine's not really sort of as a college as such. I've paid a similar price. All the same things, level twos, threes, test and inspection. Uh, I've added solar PV and EV charging points onto mine as well because obviously yeah. that's the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've done it. And mine is very much, I, I do so much. I do the assignment, I send it in, I do it online, they send it back. Um, but I'm similar that I'm a practical learner. You want, you want that. I will pick yeah. up more that way and it is really hard. And I don't. I won't blame it all on me being a female, but I think through just sort of a few experiences, a lot of people do look at me and say they'd rather take a lad over me. But we've been in a couple of situations where it's proved yeah. that actually gender doesn't make any difference, does it? No, no. I mean, <laughs> um, with the no, quality of work and anyway. stuff like no. that. Um, I think so, people are... I'd like to think most people have mm. got a, a bit more. They've grown up, haven't they? They understand yeah, it. Yeah. Get you still get the old school guys on site, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we've come this... across it, you know, and it's yeah. it's a difficult one from my side of things. Of you, you actually yeah. working for Just me? Put expanding and... foam in the sandwiches. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it's all yeah. right. I, generally, it's quite positive. Most people are quite impressed by it, especially the yeah, old school guys massively. when they see what I do as well and yeah. what I can do, and they see me up and down ladders and they see me pulling cables and drilling into walls, and they're just like, "Oh wow!" Yeah. So it's like it's not always negative. And to be honest, I've had I've been quite lucky. I think I've had a lot more positives than negatives within yeah, it. Yeah, I think we've really. And obviously, one, with Ben as well, he didn't. He wasn't even really bothered about the fact that. Ben's just I dropped his phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I find it interesting yeah. about your mentality as well for both of you, mm. um, especially with what you said, Ben, that like when you was younger, if you was to have gone into an apprenticeship or some sort of learning to be an electrician at, at a young age, you, you just wouldn't have gelled to I, it. I didn't have the work mentality. I didn't have that work ethic. Yeah. And I think when I, was, when I went into the forces, it taught me, I say how to be a man. And when, when, I'm, when I say that, I mean, it taught me to be disciplined and respectful of others and have integrity. Yeah. Show honest, loyalty yeah. to the people and be selfless as well in regards to try and help the people around you. If you're doing well, the people mm. around you should be doing well as well. Yeah. And yeah. to me, that's really, really important, especially now as a company, we're starting to do better and bring in some bigger jobs and stuff. But I really, really find it important for people like yourself, mm. Jen, for you to come along with us on that because you've helped us get there. I mean, know? yeah, and you're going to probably... You're going to recognise that in Ben. You, you, mm. Everyone's worked for someone who, or with someone who you know is solely in it for themselves. They, yeah. Don't, yeah. they don't really care. But you quickly cotton on to someone who, who you know that they're, they're, they're good. They're going to look after you. They're going to yeah. help you. And yeah. it's going to you know work both ways. It is. Because the thing is as well, like especially mm -hmm. with us two, I think naturally, you know, I've, I've only been doing this since June. Um, so I'm not completely experienced. But what I have noticed with regards to test centres... Um, I'll be honest, like academically, I've never been great. It's always taken me a couple of tries. I never got the A stars and things. You know, I was sort of sitting always on the borderline C's that I had to work really hard yeah. for. That's just, everybody learns differently. I am more of a practical learner. That just works good for me. Um, so I've noticed with the test, like Ben was saying about someone never picking up the tools by the end of the time they've got to their course. Well, I've noticed with test centres that actually I'm probably a bit better on the tools, even though I don't pick up as quickly as the rest of them academically. Yeah. But that's why, because I've been doing both. 
and obviously trying to retain the both. You actually, it's hard work because I've got two kids at home as well yeah. and a husband that's never there and a father-in-law that I care for too. So it's just yeah. like, I'm trying to do all this in it's one. Lot, isn't it? But he recognises that. And if he just sees that, you know, actually there's a bit of improvement there, she's doing all right with that. He won't push me to do any more because he wants me to do what I've that and get it good before he'll move me on to the next stage. And that's quite important. I think as someone that comes from a teaching background within the fitness industry and a similar mentality for that. So that's probably why when I work with Ben, I find it really good because yeah. that's how it works. I I mean, you've touched on flexibility. And again, mm. I know we spoke similar, but we're going to do another episode yeah. about sort of flexible work yeah. environments and work work mm. life balance. So, yeah. you know, keep an eye out for that one. Yeah. Um, but sort of just coming back on, on the mentality side of things, um, not to discredit young people or apprentices, because mm. I mean, we've just been out to Leicester College and there was some incredible yeah. apprentices mm. there. You know, that young, that determined and that, switched mm. on it, it, was, it blew me away well. yeah. but like you say when you're young you might not necessarily have the yeah. you know the the application to to do that um so sort of i, I don't think training later in life no. um is a bad thing at all because no, you're going to have either. a completely different mentality yeah. you're going to have something else to the table it's yeah. just even just with the things like we've done recently yeah social media you've obviously you've never struggled with work you've always had it from word of mouth and stuff like that but yeah. since I i've bought the social the media aspect into it that's just another skill that i have that okay it's not electrical but it's just another skill that i have but together it works really well yeah massively. so it just shows that taking on someone a bit older actually isn't always the end of the world no not at all um, it's, it's maturity isn't it experience as well, i think I've, when i found trying to get into the industry even early at 21 i was really struggling because i was older and people find almost look at it and go, oh, you're not mouldable, you're too the way I want you. And I understand that because from, from you want people that you can mould to the way that you do things, where you like it, because you obviously want your work to, you know, the other people that do the well, work for you. Well, you set a standard for your company, don't well, you? Think, and yeah, you want yeah, everybody they want everyone to kind of represent that standard of what, yeah. you, what you're trying to, you know, do as a company. But also, for me, I think people who are older are almost more appealing because I have had younger apprentices and because of things that happen when you're young, you know, you think you know it all and you're starting to become a man or, or a there. woman or you're starting to grow up as, yeah. a, as an adult and you're starting to realise, like, you can say certain things and do certain mm. things and you're starting to enjoy, you know, adulthood almost. You were, it almost kind of gets sidetracked to the fact that you actually need to really focus on what it is you're doing now because you're learning something that's going to help you for the rest of your life. Once yeah. you've got that trade, that's you. Like you're you always learning. Every that. day is a school day, and any person who's in this trade who thinks they know it all is in the wrong trade. Because this trade, every single day, I learn something new, and that's why I love what I do. Like yeah. I truly, really enjoy what I do, because you never know it all. Nah. It's great, but that's the problem with. with I found personally with with uh, young apprentices, is they think they know it all or they think that because they've done a little bit or they've been on they get comfortable and yeah. for me it's Always just stay that determined mind. to yeah. constantly be asking that next question of oh, why we're doing this and why why are we trying to do this and what's what's the reason behind that and you can you know if you've got a good tutor and they can sit there and say well actually it's because we're trying to conform to this regulation we're trying to achieve this because it's good workmanship it may not be a regulation but it looks good and aesthetically it looks really nice and it makes that your end user especially in domestic makes the end user that next step like, happier almost your day and that little next thing you may not have quoted for it but it's that next it's going to get word of mouth isn't well, it? that's it's it yeah and it helps and... i mean you may not pay for it now but it'll pay for it when it brings in the next job and stuff yeah. and i think that's the thing that i've found with people that are older 
coming into the trade is they have that kind of ambition and that determination to think, I'm driven because I'm paying for this course. They're not giving, yeah. having it, giving it to me for free. Got a family yeah. to support, bills to pay. But that's it, yeah. Not living you know, at home, playing Everyone's FIFA. trying to prove themselves almost. And, and, and to me, that's like fantastic, especially oh, people coming into the trade. I want to ask you both, um, I'm not going to go too deep into mental health side of things, but you've both said, um, you know, you, you feel good doing it. And you've said before, you know, you, you you almost fell a, a bit into depression from previous yeah, yeah. careers. So do you find, I mean, having spoken to other electricians, other tradespeople that have had similar sort of, you know, issues with mental health and depression, they've found coming into the electric, electric, electrical industry or any trade for that matter, it, it helps because you, you're almost seeing practical positive results. And from what they're telling me, it's just it's just making them feel better. It's giving them. That I think it is because it's an end line. So like obviously, he's touched on PTSD. Probably the biggest kick up the bum for me to get into the industry was the fact that I had quite a bad relapse with that before I started, and that was kind of the right. I've got to do something. Um, and then obviously speaking to Ben, when we kind of realised we'd got a little bit of a mutual sort of history as such. Um, it was quite nice because we both understand it. But I think with, with electrics and, like you say, any trade, um, sometimes when you're suffering from mental health, I think you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And when you're doing something like electrics, when you're wiring a house from start to finish or you're literally just putting a socket in or whatever, you see where it started and you see an end product. And having that end product is really, really important because that's what picks you up at the end because yeah. you've finished something. Yeah. And I think that's what it is because mental health never is finished. No. You know, I think everybody suffers from it from a certain point, from a certain aspect, whether it be severe or whether it, whether it just be actually I'm having a bad time at the minute and I'm struggling and then that time goes. But with electrics, everything always has an end point. It's never, you don't just, oh, I'll put that cable in, I'll come back. I might yeah. not come back. That doesn't happen. No, you've got to finish it. You've got it to make has it to be so. finished. So you know it what? gives I'll, you that. I think, there's, I think it almost triggers something mm. a bit primal in, in yeah. us I, I think because you know we're essentially supposed to be out doing stuff constantly mm. to keep us yeah. over you know every animal has a purpose we're animals mm. at, at, mm. you know at the end of the day this is going a bit deep now yeah. but yeah. Um, <laughs> i think i think just having that sort of you yeah. know productive attitude and seeing something finished it just yeah. gives you that little boost and then you yeah. can go yeah. on to the next thing and, yeah, the, and it exactly just keeps it. you going and i think that is i for me anyway i don't know, I don't know. but i think I, that's i just what... know i'd really dread retiring yeah. I'm going to have to be a busy man. I'm going to be yeah. on a golf course six times a week, or so, <laughs> at least something when I retire. Because for me, I've got to, when I get home and I get into bed at the end of the day, I've got to be physically and mentally drained in a good way. Yeah. But I've, I've got to be like that because otherwise I don't feel like I've achieved what I need to achieve that day. Yeah. And so you don't get me wrong, you don't have it some days. Some days I'm driving around, quoting all day, and you're a little bit tired from driving and that, and your head's a bit busy because you're thinking of all the jobs. But you don't feel like you've you've done a lot of work, you know, you've not earned your money that yeah. day. But, you know, when you finally get onto the job and you, you know, for me, and I think you had it as well, We, you actually had a very, very bad experience with some some builders. Yeah. To the point where she had this massive extension done and an annex and stuff for your father-in-law that you're caring for. And um, the builders had overcharged and under-delivered point where this was actually the same time that you re yeah. we were speaking you said actually do you mind coming over and just checking these electrics i've just started this course and i know you're speaking to me about working and all the rest of it so i was like well it's a good opportunity for me to meet you anyway yeah so i come around to the property and had a look and straight away i had to say look this this needs stopping now this work that this electrician is doing is um is, is severely bad you know it's dangerous and you've got kids in the house you know you've got obviously mm. 
I mean, it depends. said something the fact that I'd had my books for two days and I'd already picked up on things that weren't regulation That's just bad, from having yeah. that. So then obviously went, like he says, I well, said, can you look? Because I don't want to be that person that's had my books for two days and then says you're doing that wrong to someone that's qualified. But it, it's worked, hasn't it? It's yeah. made yeah. off that you well, did do to, that. To get to my point, um, we had to rewire the, the whole extension to rewire a new build is mental. But we had to rewire it and... Um, when we finally got to the point where we could turn power on, we turned on the spotlights <laughs> in the place and Jen broke down crying. Yeah. And to me, and that, that's happened quite a few times with different clients, especially, I've, it's a reoccurring thing at the minute that we're having clients that are having really bad experiences with other tradesmen. And because everyone's getting a lot of work done at the minute and starting to slow down a little bit now, but especially through COVID, everyone mm. was not going on holiday and stuff, so they've all got their spare yeah. money and was using it on you know, renovating the houses and it opened up a massive market for everybody, but also the bad as well. And I don't speak for everybody, but for us at least, we come across, especially a couple of projects mm. we've got running at the minute where clients are having problems with the builder who are just caught. And they're not particularly being bad builders. They're just causing a lot of issues on the, the job management side of things and things like that. Mm. So when the client comes in and they finally see that power on and the lights yeah. are all on and it's, and I'm, I'm it's like an overwhelming feeling yeah. when yeah, you've been yeah. going through something for so yeah. long. It's That's like the thing that switch mm. has literally clicked when yeah, we're I mean, finally getting in to that the end instance, point. you're the customer, you're yeah. the, you're the yeah. electrician. Yeah. Uh, you don't realise what people are going through. You do. No, yeah. Everyone's yeah. going through stuff. And if, if you just fixing someone's house or yeah. some dodgy yeah, electrics, yeah. that's just a job, you know, uh, yeah. on the surface point for you. But for someone else where they might have put a lot of money into it, a lot of stress, a lot of upset, yeah. people don't like confrontation. So to be ringing up you know sparkies or builders whether it's a little old lady or, or anyone that yeah. it's mm. stressful it's going to be causing them a lot of you know distress yeah. and for heroes you know like yourself well, you're coming can. in like i mean it means everything that, doesn't we, it we can well i got the builder to confront the electrician didn't i yeah you did, um yeah. and he didn't do a very good job of it because the electrician then reappeared in my house and was dr drilling and i had to then go down myself he wasn't exactly the most pleasant person to me i have to say yeah um which then led to him cutting a live wire in my house and when he was trying to rip the cables the out and, and fighting with the builders. So, so it was a, so then obviously this relationship blossomed probably through a lot of that really because I actually then ended up helping to rewire. My yeah. husband was helping you. Yeah, he was. Because yeah. obviously he's an electrical engineer, but within the forces. Yeah. So he saw a side of it as well, which he quite enjoyed. So it become sort of like a project really, didn't it? Yeah, it, it did. was nice. And, it helped. It taught me a lot. You actually took a step away from the tools for a little bit to kind of to get, yeah. gather yourself back a bit because I think I was witnessing you. She was coming. She was working with us whilst the build was going on. Yeah. And we'd be talking about one subject, for example, like earthing systems. I think it was at the time. Yeah. Which is quite at the beginning of the stages of, of, of training and we're breaking it down and going through it and we'll come to it the same thing the next day. I'm like, right, so what's what's this then? And I'd get a blank face and I, I kind of <laughs> realised that there's a lot going on at the minute and that mental yeah. health can, can really have an effect on how people retain information and learn and, and how they enjoy because you're not really there, are you? No, you know? no. You know, your head's away thinking about what's going on at home. So... I found it important at the time to just kind of give you the space that yeah. you needed to get through that. And if we could help you, great. Um, and do you yeah. think that's, you know, yeah, if it, if it weren't for it. Ben, you, yeah. would you have stuck with this, do you think? Um, I think I'd have, if I'm honest with you, even if Ben hadn't come along, I'd 100% stuck with it. Yeah, because I, I that, that, that electrician that did that to my house and did that to me and my family that cost us 20, 30,000 pounds than it should have cost us on top mm. of what we were already paying to get it rectified 
not just him, but the builders in general with a lot of things. Yeah, so much My determination was I want to make sure that doesn't happen to somebody yeah. else and I will never be that that electrician. Yeah. Yeah, I will be somebody that actually does their job properly and does it to a good standard and makes the client feel happy about it because I would never want that to happen to me. Yeah. Mm. Well, I wouldn't want what happened to me to happen to anybody else. No. So I think it probably still would have been a, a big driving point for me. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I'm just, I suppose, lucky in a way that I'm foul with Ben. Yeah. You, you seem you seem good yeah. together. You seem like like you say a bit of a, a yeah, working yeah. married couple. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a bit of a running joke now, isn't it? Well, I'm ten years <laughs> older than him, so sometimes I'm his mum as well. Yeah, yeah, you are. She is. Sometimes he's his mum. Sometimes I'm his sister. I wonder why you were spanking him before we started. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, but but anyway, I, you know, I want to thank you for b both for, for yeah. coming down to Tamworth and to Scarmore HQ yeah, and talking yeah, with yeah, us. Uh, we've yeah. got some more episodes. We've, we sort of touched on a little bit, but we're going to go into depth on some more subjects. So yeah. for our audience watching, please keep an eye out, and uh, you'll see more from Ben, Jen, and Ben. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for watching. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification button, and we'll, we'll all see you next time.